This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. And I hope everybody had had a great uh, Thanksgiving. Of course, uh, very nice to have all the family and food and all those different things together. So that was good. And of course, now we got a good feast of football games coming up. Weekend 12 here in the National Football League. And uh, you got nine games total. Now, we've already had two of them that have uh, 500 records or better against each other. That's about as good as it gets. So we got a lot of good football. Certainly, we got a Monday night game between Seattle and Washington. A lot of different stuff. And, of course, we got a lot of uh, college football today, the last day of college football. So let's get into headlines. Well, Washington State came in and just blew out Washington 40-13. to Sam Hewitt had four interceptions in that game. Washington State looked so good. And so now what ends up happening is that they have a chance to maybe win the Pac-12 North. Now, for that to happen, Oregon's got to lose to Oregon. State today because if Oregon wins and they win the Pac-12 North but still there's a chance and yeah, you figure that Oregon's going to be able to beat Oregon State but last week they played so bad that uh, who knows we'll see where it goes crack and lose 3-0 last night uh, so they continue to struggle and uh, that's not good then you got uh, you know injury news in the National Football League Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to play he's got the problem that he has with that pinky toe in his right foot didn't practice all week, but still is going to give it an effort to try to get out there and do as much as he can, which, of course, you figure he's going to do pretty well because he's Aaron Rodgers. And so that's that's encouraging. You know, you've got uh, the New York Jets. You know, they're going to end up getting you know their starting quarterback back uh, because, again, you got Joe Flacco, COVID-19. You've got Mike White, COVID-19. So that means Zach Wilson gets a chance to get back and be the starters. And so those are our headlines. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to JB in Renton. Hey, JB. Hey, Mr. Cleese. How you doing this fine Saturday morning, my friend? Good. How are you? All right. Was Thanksgiving great? Uh, It was good. Good. All right. Good, good. What about for you? Uh, It was good until 520. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I can imagine. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, I, 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 I had not great hopes for the Saints this year because uh-huh. of all the players they lost in the off season, and they did better getting yeah. off to the five and two start. But now with all the injuries and all the things mounting uh, against them, done. it looks bad. They're done. Yeah, it looks bad. They're done. You, you, you lose, you lose your top two offensive production guys. Yeah, that was left. That was Mark Ingram and, and Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. You're done, Mister. And then how about how about the fact that Deontay Harris now he's got a three game suspension that he's appealing. You know, he's <clears throat> maybe their most talented of the least talented wide receiver group in football. And so now he has a chance of uh you know missing three games. Uh, put a fork in him, Mr. Clayton. That's yeah. all you can do. Sean Payton, what else can he do? Where can he turn to get production? Mm-hmm. You know, you lose Adam Trotman, the, the tight end. Right. Deontay Harris is get suspended. You got Big Mike is out. You're using a bunch of undrafted guys. Trayvon Smith is your, like the best wide receiver that you have. Mm-hmm. You have nowhere else to go. Where can you go? You can't. 
You can't. Like, in the words of the great Bill Parcells, you can't. When he says you can't, dial, you can't dial up one eight hundred get a quarterback. You can't dial up one eight hundred get a bunch of playmakers. Mm-hmm. It, it's no way. No, they got to wait till next year. They just it's just too depleted. Right. Right now, and the time the time to get some of these guys back, the season's done. Mm-hmm. It's done. So we know next year on that. Just yeah. looking at them. And on the defensive side, they lost Davenport. You know, he's productive when he's there, but he's injured, he's injured, injured often. Right. So, yeah. So they, they, they've got a lot of things they got to clean up, you know, as far as that's concerned. You yeah, know? It, lo- it, looks, it looks really bad. Oh, it does. It does. It, it's, it, it, when you lost Jameis Winston, which he, Sean had him playing at a productive level, you lost him and you went to Trevor Simeon. Mm-hmm. And then you start losing people around Trevor Simeon. He can't. He can't do it on his own, Mister Clayton. Yeah. No. No. You just you see the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. They gotta wait till next year. Yeah, and they mean, get some players back and go to the draft and maybe pick up a wide receiver and help Mike out in case that situation happens again. Well, and then pick up a quarterback too. Probably have to do that too. Would you mm-hmm. give Jameis Winston another chance, or what would you do? Oh, I, I mean, I, uh, you can't count on uh, Jameis Winston <clears throat> coming off the yeah. ACL and all that stuff. So you got to go get uh-huh. a quarterback. Yeah, you're gonna have to go get a quarterback. Yep. Well, they're in the market for it. Yeah. They're now on the clock. Yep, they're in the market for it. Let's talk about a few of these games coming up Sunday, Mister Clayton. Mm-hmm. They're pretty interesting. That first one is Tampa Bay going to the Colts. Mm-hmm. The Colts are running. They're playing good football right now, Mr. Clayton. They really are. Real good football. Yeah. Yeah. They're very dominant on both ends of the ball, and they're dominating the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they got a great yeah. offensive line. That's the one thing that uh, you can see. <clears throat> Their offensive line is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that game? Uh, I think in the end, it's like uh, <clears throat> they – think uh, you know, Tampa Bay is still the better team – because they got Tom Brady, but it could be an interesting game. <clears throat> Anything can yeah. happen. I mean, you know, that's the one thing. <clears throat> I don't know about how the odds makers are doing or anything else, but it's hard to predict these games because, you know, good teams look bad against bad teams, and you never know when you're going to have a bad game. So it's like anything can happen. Definitely can. I tell you a game right now, and he's starting to resurge, Mr. Clayton. Tennessee at, at New England. Uh-huh. Bill Belichick and the boys are coming. They really are. They're coming. Yes, they are. I, I think Tennessee might have a little problem going there. Well, plus they got so many injuries. I mean, they've yeah. lost almost their entire wide receiver core. They've lost Derrick Henry, you know, because, you know, Brown's not going to be able to play. Uh, you know, Julio Jones is on injured reserve. I mean, they're, they're basically just kind of scrapping it out. And so that leaves them vulnerable right now to Tennessee and New England right now has got everything going, although their two tight ends are pretty well banged up. Yes, they are. But I tell you, that defense with, with Judon and those yeah. boys, Mr. Clayton, they're not playing around. No, they they're aren't. Playing around. Agreed. His operation, shut, his operation shut down when he comes to the mm-hmm. area. I mean, oh, yeah. And, and, can you believe the Bengals are 3-0 and against the Steelers in the last three games? Yeah, but you wonder if that's going to continue. But uh, you know, Steel, Steelers did get healthy. I think they've got 
the three starters back that they missed last week. Mika Fitzpatrick's coming off the COVID-19, and I think T.J. Uh-huh. Ward's going to be able to play. I think Joe Hayden's going to be able to play. But, again, it's like, hey, Bengals are doing a good job. They're doing a good job. Mr. Clayton, i got to give them hats off this year. Coming in there with a bunch of young players, a couple of free agents they picked up off the market. It looks pretty promising for them right now. Mm-hmm. I agree. And they're looking good. They're taking advantage of what they see in front of them. They're doing a pretty good job. Right. I think another thing that's interesting, the Rams going to Green Bay. You yeah. just was talking about Aaron Rodgers. If he, he's going to be healthy enough to play. But the Rams, they're mm-hmm. interesting, Mr. Clayton. The reason I say they're interested, Robert Woods gone is a big, intricate part of that offense. Agreed. He draws a lot of attention when he's out there. Mm-hmm. Now, him not being in the equation... You know, Odell still getting acclimated to their offense. How do you see them playing out going to going to Green Bay? I mean, uh, I think Green Bay has an edge because they got Aaron Rodgers, but he's not a hundred percent. But uh, uh-huh. you know, like, like, that's the great part about this weekend. You know, when you have like uh, seven remaining teams that are five hundred or better, I mean, you can't really say who's going to win or who's not going to win. I mean, you can make predictions and say this is going to happen, this is going to happen, but you can't guarantee it. No, you can't. And, and I think the thing, the one thing that might hamstring the Packers mm-hmm. is their running game. Now, they lost, they, lost, they lost their starting running back for right now. Yeah, but he may be able to play. Aaron Jones may be able to play with that knee injury. Oh, he might be able to play. Oh, okay, then. Well, that, that helps out a lot. Mm-hmm. That helps out a lot as far as their balance in their offense was, was predicated on their running game. Right. In my opinion. So they've got to get that balance back in mm-hmm. their running game. And, right. and Aaron, Aaron Jones plays an intricate part in how they run the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, I looked at the way Minnesota played them last week. Mr. Clayton, they got after them. Yeah. They got after them. And they were productive in getting after them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go on the limit and say the Rams go to Green Bay and win, Mr. Clayton. They could, uh, yeah. We'll we'll see how they do with the weather, and I don't know how how, how the weather's going to be in Green Bay. I mean, we know last week or so it snowed, and uh, that that could be a little bit of an issue. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like anything else, I mean, this is a very unpredictable weekend as far as all these games because all these games should be very very close. Yeah, you look at right now. You're looking at two high teams right now in the NFC: Minnesota going to going at, going to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You believe in San Francisco, Mr. Clayton? What's that? Do you believe in San Francisco? Not totally, no. No. I, I still yeah. think their injuries are catching. Will catch up to them. Uh huh. What about Minnesota? No, I don't believe in them. And then, of course, now Everson Griffin's going to be out for at least three weeks because of his mental problems, and they have no pass rush right now. That hurts. Yeah, that'll definitely hurt. And you know, uh, well, uh, the other defensive end opposite of Everson Griffin, he's out for the year, right? Not the year, hard. but I mean, yeah, probably the year. But again, I mean, they put him on the uh, reserve list, and so that's at least going to be three weeks. Mm-hmm. That that well, that hurts. Yeah. You know, when you lose a guy like that, that definitely hurts. You know, Hunter. And then you say Everson Griffin was probably the second best pass rusher. Right. He's not going to be at that game. Where they're going to generate that pass rush from? Right, because Daniel the, the you know? Hunter's on injured reserve, so that's yeah. That, and again, they got they got down to the point now where it's like you got Everson Griffin right now as your second best pass rusher, and what what is he like thirty two, thirty three years old? Yes, yes, 
and that's a problem. Yeah, agreed. You expect that from a guy that age that that, that can cause you a significant drop off in, in your in your uh, production right there. Uh-huh. As far as that's concerned, yeah. But what about that Cleveland Baltimore? Cleveland at Baltimore. Um, I, I'm not sold on Cleveland right now. Baltimore, I'm no. sold on. I mean, their deep defense hasn't played as well as it should. But uh, you know, with Baker Mayfield, he's he's so injured right now. You just wonder what he's going to be able to do. Yeah, how productive can he be? You know, but what about Lamar Jackson? I know you had had a little a little yeah a little under the weather. He's going to be good to go, right? Yeah, he should be fine. He should be fine. Yeah. Now, now, does that draw concern to you coming into the playoffs with Lamar having to carry so much of the load on that team? It's been that way for three years, so it's like uh, we should be used to it by now. Yeah, you're used to it, but it it always stalls in the playoffs. Yeah, it does. When the team teams, you know, teams on him totally, Uh where does he go? Yeah, you know, I mean, can you continue getting away with it? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, not, like you said, Baker Mayfield right now, he's injured. He's injured. He's kind of banged up right now. The defense is not playing like they normally did. I'm talking about Cleveland's defense. They didn't play like they normally did. But it should be a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Are, they getting, are they getting Kareem Hunt or uh, Nick Chubb back? Re- 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 repeat that again. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Yeah, uh, they took. I mean, I think Hub came off. Uh, Hunt came off the uh, injured list today. Chubb should be fine, so they will have their top two running backs. Oh, okay, good. What about the COVID list, Mr. Clayton? What are they going to do with that as far as the COVID protocols in the NFL? Are they going to stay status quo? Or are they going to change up something? No, they're going to continue the way it is. I mean, right now it's like uh, you know, you got over 250 players that have been on the COVID-19 list, and uh, you know there's always like three, four, five players a game that are added to it a day. In, on the waiver wire, so it's like uh, you know, it's like it, it's not good. There's no, no, there's no outbreak that's affecting any games being canceled or uh, forfeited or anything like that. But it's not a good situation. Yeah, because they're gonna have to try to see. You know, I'm I'm just looking ahead as things progress. Right. You know, in the NFL, I, I thought maybe they would change some of their protocols up in there because right now you, you're not you're not mandatory to get the shot, right? No, and they won't be because, again, that's part of the uh, CBA agreement that it's not mandatory. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, well, we'll see from there. We'll go from there and see what happens as far as that's concerned. Uh-huh. You know? Well, Mr. Clayton, last one. The charges. Yeah. Are they faltering, Mr. Clayton? A little bit, they yeah. Faltering? They're the faltering. Yeah. They've had some COVID-19 yeah. problems. You know, they're faltering a little bit on defense. Special teams haven't been good. But they do have Justin Herbert. And he's fantastic. And they got a good offense. Yes. You're right about that. You got some real good receivers that can definitely make up for a lot of that those ailments that mm-hmm. you're suffering right now. Yeah. I like I like I like Justin Herbert. He's yeah. great. He's a nice player. Yeah. He's the only guy that I think that's a clean one. You look at him throwing the football, it looks like he gets faster as the football gets away from him. Right. I mean it's remarkable mm-hmm. what he can do throwing the football. No doubt. He's a very interesting player. I love watching him play. Hey, J- JB, thank you for the phone call. Mr. Clayton, you know, good. We're going to talk next Saturday, my friend. All right, sounds good. 
866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Vince in North Idaho. Hey, Vince. He, he's the man, the myth, the legend, the Hall of Famer. He's John Clayton. Damn it. How are you? I'm doing really good, John. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Shout out to to Dre and to uh, JB and... Commando Dave, and even to Irish, <laughs> Irish, Irish Stinky, yeah, Stinky. We'll call him Stinky. How many how many championships have they won, John? Since uh, uh, 1990, would that be zero? Zero is the correct term. Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Um. <laughs> anyway, you know, and and by the way, I've never quit John Clayton. I hear you here all the time on 700 ESPN out of Spokane and. You're on SWX here on television as well. So okay. I'm always connected to John Clayton. Appreciate that. And uh, and, and and Commando said last week I'm, a, I'm on the witness relocation program. No, uh, just the relocation program here. So, uh, you know, it's a lot different world over here in North Idaho as it is in, uh, in eastern or western Washington. But anyway, nonetheless, John, I wanted to talk about the Seahawks. Yeah. And um, – particularly Coach Carroll. I I don't know if you agree with this, but I, in my opinion, I thought that Geno Smith played very well, uh, especially against Jacksonville, and he played well in those two games that they lost. Yeah. And I thought that Geno Smith should have started and played that game, and that uh, since Russell couldn't even take a snap under center for fear of getting uh, his finger re-injured, uh, I, I thought that was a bad decision because we all know they had that in probably his most famous two games ever as a coach. He sat down Matt Hasselbeck, played Charlie Whitehurst. They won that last game. And the next game, Matt played, uh, and, and the rest is history. Earthquake, mm-hmm. 41-35 over the Saints. Sorry, JB. But, uh, you know, I, I thought he erred in judgment. And then last week, listening to the press conference after the game on the radio, he actually walked off and said, that's it, I'm out of here, and then he came back. Right. To me, to me, um, the game hasn't passed Coach Carroll by, but, and this is a big but, he, I think it's time to get a new set of eyes as a head coach, and we've got that head coach on the team already, and his name is Shane Waldron. And then we keep Coach Carroll, we keep Coach Carroll, we got to keep Carroll and Schneider they are the Lennon and McCartney, the architects of this team. Because mm-hmm. Carroll is still a great talent evaluator. He still has a lot to add. But, you know, with McVeigh and, and Kingsbury and, um, oh, the other coach, uh, Shanahan, mm-hmm. I, I really see this becoming a player's league. And the fact that, uh, that Coach Carroll could not sit Russell down really bothered me because Coach Mike Tomlin – was he has no problem sitting down Roethlisberger and playing Mason Rudolph? You know, yeah, but he had no he had yeah. no choice. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger was on COVID nineteen. He had a positive test and he had no chance to be able to play. He never sat down. Ben I'm talking, Roethlisberger. right? But I'm talking past years as well. I you know I, I just he's, he's never I benched he's never benched Ben Roethlisberger. 
I mean, you know, Ben Roethlisberger had the shoulder injury in the Pittsburgh game a couple years ago, missed the rest of the season. He's never benched Ben Roethlisberger. And again, you know, benching, I, I mean, again, Russell Wilson's your Hall of Fame quarterback. He's the best quarterback you have in the team. If he's healthy enough to try to play, even though he's not 100%, you play him. And firing uh, Pete Carroll would be ridiculous. No, I, I didn't. I didn't. I oh, I, I didn't say fire him, John. Yeah, I want him to stay. I, I, are you listening? I know. I said to keep him in the organization mm-hmm. because we need him to still have those eyes on talent. I still think he picks talent great. Yeah, I, you know he could be he could add so much to this team. And with he and Schneider, with maybe Shane Waldron, and he could still do his thing at training camp and still be. I, I just, in my opinion, I, I just think that there needs to be. We have not won a division. We haven't gone past the divisional round since we lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And we've been a good team. But do you agree, John, that this team just has way too much talent to be a 3-7 and team this year? Do you I, agree yeah. with that? Yeah, I agree with that. But it's just been a bad year. And when you lose your starting quarterback and you lose the games with the starting quarterback out, that's that's a problem. And, again, it's like, uh, you know, what wh- what do you expect? I mean, the team won 12 games last year. It's more. It's added talent, not subtracted talent, and you know it's it's hard to get uh, advancement as far as in the playoffs until you got everything all together. And this team hasn't had everything all together. And to get rid of Pete Carroll as the head coach would be a mistake. And listen, there's, there's enough people now. You don't you don't hear it in town as much here, but it's like because you're nor- northern Idaho. But it's like people don't they want Shane Waldron fired. Oh my! Yeah. Well, that's not that's not good. I I I don't want to blow up the Seahawks. I just want to rearrange the Seahawks. If a you if bit. you rearrange um, the Seahawks, you blow up the Seahawks. Not when you keep them in in the same uh, team. I, I it's not. I I think that Carroll still has a lot to add, and I, I really I just think that Waldron. Look, Russell Wilson likes mm-hmm. Waldron quite a bit. And I, I believe that the NFL is going in a different direction in, in, in coaching. Like they're getting younger at the coaches, and Carroll still is good. But I wish that I, – I do, so you don't, you don't think that – 100%. You know, I'm 100 no, I, I think that's – I mean, let's put it this way. How, how are the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers doing with, uh, what, 68-year-old Bruce Arians? Pretty well, right? How how are the New England yeah. Patriots doing with Bill Belichick, who's close to seventy? Pretty well, right? Age doesn't right. matter. Coaching matters. Pete Carroll can coach. Well, okay. We'll uh, I, I we'll agree to disagree on that. I it's just um, I just think that we need to make changes somehow to shake this franchise up a little bit. Not to destroy it, but to right. shake it up. And I don't think it would destroy it. And and, and I, because we just haven't and, – and also, going back to Russell, uh, he's had really one tremendous game this year, and that was the first game of the season where it seemed like everything was clicking right. as far as what Waldron wanted. Everything looked great. And then Russell had uh, the next three games, I think, where – he was in position mm-hmm. to make those comeback wins in the fourth quarter. And then he, he for, for whatever reason, things did not happen. So I, I don't think that Russell's had the best year overall this year, even prior to his finger 
right. being injured. And Geno had played that great game against Jacksonville. He was wonderful. And I thought if he had gotten the two weeks of reps, mm-hmm. uh, we had the bye week after that game. And in my opinion, I thought he would have been the better candidate yeah. Uh, for that a, a backup's not, I know backup had, is not as good as a starter. Go hey, but I've got to run. So thank you for the phone call. Hey, John, hey, thanks a lot, buddy. You take care of yourself. All right, let's go to Mike in Renton. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. How are you? Good. How's the missus? Okay, doing well. Good. Hey, I think your last caller's been listening to Colin Coward too much. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I don't know if he does or doesn't, but it's like, uh, yeah, it's like the, everybody... Uh, trying to ask for dramatic changes is just yeah. so wrong. Yeah. Just take things with a grain of salt. What he says, it comes out of his mouth. Well, because, again, it comes out of Mark Rogers' mouth, yeah. the uh, agent for Russell Wilson. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, they have, you know, Russell shares, I think, the same uh, publicity person as Colin Coward. And so there's a con. And it's like, and you haven't heard a positive thing from Colin Coward and the Seahawks in years. Yeah. You're not going to. He's a negative person. He's looking for ratings. Right. So it is what it is. It's just like if uh, a lot of the Steeler fans want to blow out Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Who do you bring in? Yeah, I agree. Tomlin's one of your best coaches in the NFL. All right. They, you fire him tomorrow, he'll have a job next week somewhere. Mm-hmm. He's a heck of a coach. Hey, John, I got a quick thing to ask you. This kid that plays for Michigan called Hutchinson, is that Steve Hutchinson's son? I have no idea. You know, I, I, you know, I, I pay so little. I mean, I watch the games, but I pay so little attention to the details of college football during the season because I'll catch up to it once we get uh, past the football, the regular NFL season. Yeah. But it's like I have no idea. Maybe yeah. he is. Maybe he isn't. Yeah. Isn't this a weird season for the NFL? How yes. week to week there's just upsets. Mm-hmm. I agree. You don't know who. And you know the mind-boggling thing about it, John? You don't know who's going to play in the Super Bowl. I have no idea. Everybody's thinking Tampa Bay and Kansas City. I think it's going to be two teams we're not looking for. Probably. I mean, we have no idea. Nobody can project it right now. Hey, John, one other quick thing. Boy, the Steelers are just playing up and down yeah. each week. What, what do you come to the conclusion? Well, their offensive line's terrible. They've had some injuries in the last week or so where they had you know, three key defensive players that were out. Mika Fitzpatrick with COVID-19. They didn't have T.J. Ward. They didn't have Joe Hayden. That, that takes away a lot. And, uh, but I think the biggest thing, and of course, don't forget they have, they have no Juju Smith-Schuster because he's out for the rest of the year. So you take away all those different things, and they're not as deep as they were, and they're a little bit more vulnerable. But if you looked at every one of their games... They're in every game. Yeah, they haven't really been blown out. Well, also take a look at the fact that they entered the league with the strongest schedule in the NFL, five seventy nine schedule, and even right now they have the second closing, uh, second toughest closing schedule yeah. in the league. You know, like for example, you look week in and week out for, for the rest of the year, they don't take on a team right now currently that has a losing record. Yeah, it's going to be brutal. And so that, and that's why every game, if they win. It's eight points or less. It's a one-possession game. Well, I look at it this way. I got a very good head coach, so he'll find a way to keep that team in games. Right. Yeah. All right, John, you take care. Have a good okay. weekend. All right, Mike, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton shows 710 ESPN Seattle. 
This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Joe in Mount Vernon. Hey, Joe. Hey, John. Thank you. I like the show very much. Well, thank you. Um, I have a simple question. Yeah. Uh, I live overseas most of the time, but the, all these sports teams have changed their uniforms a little bit, their colors, their logos a bit. Do you think the Raiders will ever put some kind of face mask on this logo of theirs? A face mask? You know, the guy, the, the, the Raider doesn't have, he looks like he has a helmet from the 1930s or 40s. Yeah, yeah. A, a face guard, I don't know what you call it. Yeah. Do you think they'll update it at all, or do you think this is sort of their logo? I, I think that's, a, that's a, their logo. Yeah, I think okay. that they're saying the tradition and all those different things, so I don't necessarily think that's going to change. Okay. That's all I wanted to know. Okay. Thank you. Hey, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Jeff in Magnolia. Hey, Jeff. Yeah, hey. Uh, I have a uh, quick question. Yeah. Um, why, don't, uh, why don't more teams try to use um, the uh, pitch-out method after a ball has been caught? Like you say you have a third and 20 mm-hmm. or third and 15. You throw a short three-yard pass, and then you you shift into a rugby mode where you try to do pitch outs. I mean, especially in a hail mary situation, why don't they try to do more um, more pitching pitching back to too uh, risky? Uh, I mean, because again, well, the, what if it's a, well, it's, it's too it's, risky I mean, again. It's like mary situation. Yeah, but again, it's like if you're going to be doing that in the middle of a game. I mean, you know, the defenses are so quick in being able to catch up to it that uh, you're going to have more turnovers. So, in other words, would you want to pitch out to get more turnovers? No. Absolutely not. That'd be a bad strategy. Sure, you can do it in the last uh, the last play of a game, but if you do it uh, like that, because hey, it's tough enough even when you try to do uh, gadget plays where you have the quarterback getting the ball to a running back and then pitching it back and all those different things. If you do it, I mean, the player. I mean, this isn't college football. College football does have players with speed, but the NFL has speed at every position on defense for the most part. And if you do it in the NFL, all you're going to do is put yourself in a position to have more turnovers. So do you really want to have your team in a position to get more turnovers? I'd think not. Okay, I got you. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Give us a call here. Of course, we're taking your phone calls here. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We have the full show today, which is great. And, of course, uh, lots of stuff. It's going to be a great weekend for NFL football just because you have so many teams right now, 500 or better, that are going to be facing each other. I mean, we got you know two teams. Now, again, Thanksgiving was pretty bad. That I tell you what, that Cleveland-Detroit game, or since the Chicago-Detroit game was absolutely horrendous. I mean, how about the fact, and again, part of it has to be on the officiating, you know, because they're calling too many penalties. I saw one stat uh, coming into week 12 that said there's like like 342 uh, holding penalties that have been called compared to like 260 last year. And then what happened in the Detroit game? There was six holding penalties on the Lions, and then there was like four false starts. And then you look at the Dallas game, you know, Dallas – uh, going against uh, the Raiders, I mean, each team had 14 penalties. I mean, it's bad. 
and I think it's been a bad year for NFL officiating, and I'm the biggest supporter of NFL officiating. I think that they do the best job of any league in the league, but right now they're calling too many penalties. So I want to get your reaction to that because, to me, it makes for bad football, and we're seeing so much of that that it's really holding back the game. I mean, listen, you don't go to, to a game or watch a game to watch officials call penalties. You don't watch the officials. You want the game to be able to go, but you know when all of a sudden you're sitting back now, I mean, your, your team ends up making a big play. Next thing you know, that play is canceled. It's a first and 20, second and 20. It's just a killer. And right now, the officials are killing the game with as many penalties as they're calling. They're calling too many personal fouls. The taunting rule is ridiculous. I mean, you know, this is, this is, I mean, Thanksgiving was without doubt the worst Thanksgiving we've seen for football. And a lot of it was because of the penalties. Now, again, you know, uh, Chicago, Detroit, that's just a bad football game. And naturally, New Orleans is a bad football team right now with all their injuries, the problems, the lack of receivers, lack of quarterback play, all those different things. But it's like, you know, we the, the league needs to get to uh, Walt Anderson and tell him to, you know, lighten up. It's just brutal what he's been doing with all the official calls and all the penalties and all that different stuff. It is absolutely horrendous. And... Uh, I don't like it. I don't know what you think about it, but I think it's really bad. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Give us a call. It's the John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Irish Mankey. Irish Mankey, how are you? And good morning to you, Mrs. Clayton. Where, where you been the last couple of weeks? We've missed you. Uh, well, sadly, uh, my best friend's uh, father died uh, in the summer, but oh. the soonest they could have a memorial service was last Saturday in Portland, Oregon. Okay. So I was I was there, but I had to go, and just was difficult to make a call at that time. Mm-hmm. But Mr. Clayton, let's go through a couple of real things quick before we really talk about the fighting Irish. And that is, how about Mrs. Clayton's team? Arkansas? Yes, sir. Yes. Aren't they great? They are fantastic. They're, they're, they're high up in the recruiting for next year. I mean, high up. Uh, I think they're in the top ten something recently, I think, mm-hmm. I looked and saw. <clears throat> they're doing it right. What, second year for that coach, right? Right, right. And, and he's, yeah, they're fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. It's going to be... Happy times in the Clayton house for the next couple of years, Mr. Clayton. She's loving it. She watched oh, I'll the bet game. she is. She watched yeah. the game yesterday and loved it. Yeah. Oh, well, for sure. I'm just saying. And, and they're doing it the old school way, Mr. Clayton. A solid defense and an offense that pounds the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just – I checked them out here a couple times, and, yeah, they got what it takes, Mr. Clayton. So – you know, uh, just to go back here briefly for the uh, talking about the the thing, the turkey games. Mm-hmm. You're right about the refereeing, and oh. and and what's so what's so bad about it is you you know that Raiders uh, Dallas game, thirty eight million five hundred thirty one thousand people watched that game, Mister Clayton. Uh-huh. The highest viewership since nineteen ninety. And they have to watch a 
referees practice their throwing arm? Unbelievable. It was brutal. I mean, what, each team had 14 penalties. Yeah, that broke the record for the NFL, I believe. I thought I heard that, too. Yeah, and John Hockley, uh, who normally calls like 13.5 penalties a game, called 28. Oh, my God. 28 that was accepted. There was a few more that weren't accepted. Well, you know, Thanksgiving is always meant to be uh, a showcase. Yeah. uh, And and the NFL, you know, is really... uh, really tight on making sure their image doesn't look bad. But I don't know if you could do a, a worse job than what they presented and put on for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. But Mr. Clayton. And how about that caller who loves Irish Minky this, this, today, today? How about that? Hey, I love that, Mr. Clayton. You know, it's like wrestling. you got to have the bad guy to be hated. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy being that bad guy. Because I know the Irish are the best, Mr. Clayton. They're not the best. They're not Alabama. Well, Mr. Clayton. They're not Georgia. Mr. Let's talk about college teams versus uh, NFL farm clubs, Mr. Clayton. Uh-huh. That's what they are. Don't worry. The Irish are their uh, numbers, number six in the, you know, in the big parade. If a couple teams fumble the ball, Mr. Clayton, not likely, but if they were to... The Irish might even make it in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. They will be there next year, Mr. Clayton. Well, you said they're you, 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 no, you said they're going to be. You, you said they're going to be there this year. Well, we tried. Man. Yeah, if we we had a uh, the un the unexpected became the norm here, like it's been all year for everybody, mm-hmm. NFL and college. And you you got Cinderella and made it to the ball. That'd be Cincinnati, Mr. Clayton. Right. Yeah. And who did they beat? Oh, of course they beat the Irish. Yeah. The only the only loss in the season, Mr. Clayton, That's I might add. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if they don't make the playoffs, which they probably don't this year, they're certainly going to have a pretty fantastic bowl game this year. I've read they're talking about, uh, I've, I've seen, you know, these people that come up with these speculations about who, they, who the bowl matchups will be. Mm-hmm. I've seen them match up Michigan. I've seen them match up the Ducks, which would be fantastic. Fantastic to see Notre Dame have Duck for New Year's. There you go. Yes, sir. So, Mr. Clayton, for all those lovers of the Irish, or soon-to-be lovers, I just want to point out one thing. I want to suggest that they save their souls. They come to Jesus, come to Touchdown Jesus, and go Irish, Mr. Clayton. Thank you so much. Hey, have a great day. Okay. And I've been waiting for this guy to call for the long, for the last couple of weeks. Let's go to Dre. Dre, I cannot thank you enough for that plaque that uh, you made and had made for me. That uh, you know, Pro Football Hall of Fame plaque. It is so great, so well made, and uh, I, I have it at a cherished spot right on top of my trophy case. I mean, that was fantastic. Well, you when you do you is well deserved, John. And uh, I'm sorry for getting 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 it to you so late. I had it made in the Philippines uh, years ago, and you know, uh, you didn't have those uh, fantasy camps anymore. And I guess mm-hmm. I put it I put it in a box. So I was going through my stuff, and I was just like, oh man, I forgot to give this to John. I want to. Mm. I was like, wait a minute. And I know my friend Henry. He sees you every once in a while. And I yeah. said, hey Henry, can you do me a favor? I said, can you give this to John next time you see him? Next time he comes in, and he said, yeah, sure, no problem. And so I was just happy to uh, that, that we was able to have that net, that network connection to where we made it all happen. And I'm glad you liked it because, man, you've done 
I think it's one of those things where you've done so much for everybody here in Seattle to where, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm starting starting to get choked up a little bit, John. Yeah. (laughs) Man, you... But it, 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 it is so nice, and everybody I've shown it to or anybody that's been in the house and seen it is just amazed that the work that the, the woman from Puerto Rico did in making well, this it, thing. Well, it was in the Philippines, John. Philippines, okay, the, yeah. I had done it in the Philippines, and, you know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it's for everybody, all the listeners, all the callers, that we wanted to just say, hey, thank you to everything that you've done. You've been here since 1986, and, uh, man, it's just a... Uh, it's just a pleasure to just have you on the radio and just continue to uh, be one of the to be the top sports talk radio show uh, morning show on the Saturdays in the country, and it can continue to, and it's going to continue to be that way. And, uh, and I just wanted to honor you and just say, man, just say thank you for all you've done for me. And and even at those fantasy camps, yeah, we don't play fantasy football, but you know, you made your appearances there, and yeah. you. Uh, you know, you, you just, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where yeah, very, I'm very much appreciative of what you've done for me and all and everybody in the city. So that's that's a gift that I just wanted to give to you and just say thank you. And when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks situation, hey, it's uh, they play the NFC in NFC South next year. They play the AFC West next year, John. So mm-hmm. you got to go. They go to Kansas City. They go to the Chargers, and they and Denver comes here. Denver comes here and the Raiders come here. So it's going to be a tough schedule for next year because we already know how well those teams, a lot of those teams are playing. So it's going to be tough. And like I said, they're going to need a running back. Uh, they're going to need a, they're going to need a running back because Carson is not, uh, you know, not a, probably may not even be back next year. So it's a, it's a lot of things to where uh, uh, this team, I'm not sure about Pete Carroll, a firing Pete Carroll is the answer, but I'm just saying, I think they're going to need to change this offense a little bit because like I said, uh, Mr. Alex Collins gives you four four yards of carry, so puts you down in the second and six six uh, a lot of a lot of times. It's that second down to where they are not sure what they're going to do, and it looks confused, and it looks to uh, to where the the defenses know exactly what they're going to do. So mm-hmm. uh, third down definitely is the key. Uh, but the first four games of the season, John, they play. You said the Colts. We go back to the Colts game, but the second half in that Colts game, they didn't really show up. Uh, offensively, and same with same with the Titans game, they sure played well in the first half. Didn't really show up in the second half. Vikings game, they should play well in the first half, and the offense didn't show up in the second half. So they have to get it situated to where, like you said, a left tackle. They're definitely going to need Dwayne Brown's been getting both ran over throughout the year throughout this season. Uh, he's been on his back a lot and been getting dominated. So a left tackle, running back, and. Uh, Maybe another offensive lineman and a third wide receiver because uh, I think a third wide receiver. I think they haven't been able to get the ball to Swain as much as they wanted to. Uh, but still, I think the the defenses are going against the Seahawks offense. I think they figured them out to where they they just look confused, John. They look confused, and I just want uh, I just want to say, man, uh, have a great weekend, John. It's always a pleasure, and man, you is well deserved. That plaque was definitely well deserved for you. Hey, Dre, thank you so much. It's one of the best gifts I've ever had. That's fantastic. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome, John. Take care. All right. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.